welcome to the next episode of Subtext and Discourse. I'm your host, Michael Dooney, owner and director of Berlin-based contemporary art gallery Jarvis Dooney. Continuing our series of interviews with postcard talent participants, I'm today speaking with Lama Ahmed. Based in Cairo, Egypt, Lama is an artist, graphic designer and poet currently working towards her MFA in design with a focus on materials. Her image included in the show was from the first issue of her self-published booklet, Habashtak Kanat which explores the visual culture of Cairo and the many makeshift solutions that can be observed throughout the city. But let's see more about the work from Lama herself. How many hours were you in Berlin last time when you came? Uh, 12 hours. So I, I came here at 10 in the morning and left yeah. at 10 at yeah, night. night. Yeah. <laughs> but this time you got a bit more time with the weekend, which yeah, is nice. Yes. But I took a day off, like a, I took Thursday off. Mm-hmm. Just to come here earlier, yeah. So so that I have the whole weekend. <laughs> oh, cool! Is it nice weather in Amsterdam as well? Uh yeah, it is. Like it's sunny, so mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess the same thing is here, but with um, colder wind. Yeah, the wind has been really cold here actually. Yeah, it's weird because it's not normally like this in Berlin. But, oh, the wind's colder in Amsterdam, you mean? Yes. Yeah, because because you're close to the is it the ocean? Or the sea? I think it's the sea. And how long have you been based in Amsterdam for? I I went there at the end of January. Yeah, so I've been there for like three, almost three months. Almost three months. How long are you there for? Um, until the end of June. So oh, five cool. months. Yeah. Yeah, but you're actually from, are you uh, from Cairo? Yes. Yeah, so you're from Egypt. You actually, you know, I think you're the second person I've met from Egypt. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was studying in Visma, um, yeah, Walid, uh, was our friend there that we studied with, and he was the first person I met from Cairo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're the second person that I met. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big city. I mean, Cairo. Yeah, no, I've heard it's quite, um, yeah, it's really big. I mean, I suppose we only have the kind of outside image of it that, you know, we think about the pyramids and all the sort of stereotypes, but we forget no, that, oh no, there's actually a city there with people living <laughs> No, there's more to it than the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. But you studied design or graphic design? Yes. I was an architecture student for two years, and mm-hmm. then I realized I was not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like the design part of architecture more than the construction and structure part. Uh, so I decided to switch to graphic design, mm-hmm. and I was done in three years after. Okay. Actually, two years and a half. And was the focus graphic design? Because yeah. when I looked on your website, like there's some things that I feel like they cross over into product design or in kind of design thinking, however they call it, where you're approaching different yeah. problems with a with a design or like a scientific mindset to think how do we how do we solve this problem in a different way? Yeah, so that's the that's something that I really like in like the department of graphic design in my university is that uh, they try to uh, give us an idea about each uh, specialization. I would say so: mm-hmm. product design, packaging, uh, web development, what else? Uh, graphic design itself, of yeah. course. So it's um it's really cool because you get to choose which um, subjects uh, or like concentrations you wanna like dive into or yeah like, or what you want with. to specialize. Yes. So um, I I I have tried all of these and I still don't know what I want to be specialized <laughs> in, but um I think I'm getting there. Like uh 
with the internship that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I'm really into prototyping, so um, using materials, and I would really like to get into that. Like material design or? Not material design, prototyping. I've heard that, like I, I researched and I found that there are actual masters mm-hmm. uh, specifically for prototyping. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. So like any kind of product or any kind of. Yeah. That you're prototyping. Yes. Oh, okay. Anything. <laughs> yeah, I think I got some, like when you're talking about materials, I think when I looked through the earlier, well, I guess through your portfolio, I kind of felt, yeah, that interest that was there that always seems to be a, a constant through a lot of what you're doing mm-hmm. is the material itself. And I think that's what also drew me to the series or the, one of the images that we showed from your magazine or from your publication. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to say the word wrong, but I wrote it down. The Habashtak magazine. Habashtak and yeah. it. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a funny word. <laughs> what does, is it, is it a word in Arabic or? Yes. And what does that um, mean? It's it, like, I don't know where it, uh, its roots come from, but uh, it's a made-up word uh, that describes the... Um, it really, like, you use it in different contexts so that it um, connotes uh, the mash of things. So uh, you can say someone is wearing habashtakanet for example mm-hmm. and uh, it would mean that he's wearing like a mix of things that don't go with each other ah okay so, i think we have a word i think the word in english we sometimes say if something's a hodgepodge it's oh, not okay. a, it's not a real word but if it's <laughs> exactly. like a, if it's like lots of stuff that's just been chucked together yeah then you would say and yeah, they something like don't that. relate to each other yeah okay so that's the word <laughs> oh right and so with your, yeah, with the magazine and through your photography, because I saw you do photography, poetry, writing, and I guess the design work, mm-hmm. the, the documentation that you did in, in the magazine, maybe you can talk a bit more about that. So I've only done one so far and, mm-hmm. um, I'm designing the second one. I've collected the material for it and, uh, it's just that, uh, when I came to Amsterdam, it's been crazy. Yeah. So I've been focused, I've been so very focused on the internship itself. Yeah. Um, because also there's a lot to learn and a lot to yeah, I can imagine. digest. Um, so I've been putting it on the side for a while. I used to go with my mother to markets in, in Cairo, uh, where they sell basically everything and anything. Mm-hmm. So we'd go to fish for material, materials. And uh, uh, she had an atelier um, where she does like dresses and maybe dresses and anything with fabrics, basically mm-hmm. curtains, pajamas, uh, anything. She we'd go uh, and she like buys fabrics, uh, and I try to fish for materials. So after a while, I began to notice like the how people in the street uh, reuse like items. They don't. For example, they don't have an actual store. They have a made-up store. So they get like uh, two boxes and uh, a sheet of wood, for example, and they put the wood on top of the boxes. And yeah, so now I have a stand. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I really liked how they used uh, things around them. And I felt that the restriction they have, the, the limitations they had, 
uh, with the materials and the space and uh, sometimes the police comes because practically they're illegal yeah uh, so the police comes takes their sh- their stuff so they had to build something that can easily be removed oh okay so you'd find a lot of different things that are very interesting and i decided after a while when i was thinking about my bachelor project that uh, if this is what i want to show like this layer of the street and how i was very i, I was trying to concentrate on how an object like doesn't die in the street it um it travels across so that yeah it never dies yeah <laughs> uh and each person um that takes it uh, uses it differently than the previous one it's uh, interesting <laughs> you've been three months in amsterdam is mm-hmm. that the first time that you've lived outside of cairo yes and how has it been um I guess, how has it been for you observing the differences? Like the, when you're talking about mm. the life on the street in Cairo, yeah. it's obviously really unique. How has it been in Holland and in Amsterdam? Like when you see how people interact with their surroundings, uh-huh. how much of a contrast is it? A big one. Yeah. <laughs> a very big one. Amsterdam, okay, so compared to Cairo, from a designer's perspective, mm-hmm. like from a designer's perspective who's based in Cairo as well. So Cairo is very multi-layered and it's very chaotic and overwhelming. There's a lot of visual stimulations all around you. I guess this is how I was inspired to do a lot of things. And um, I felt that most of the designers in Cairo are inspired by its visual culture as well. Recently, we tried to integrate everything we see and all the designs we do but uh amsterdam for me i found it too good to be true city like yeah. it's, it's very it's perfect like yeah. everything is structured and uh, clean and uh, the contrast is very <laughs> big. i it's even like I thought about it once because people, like uh, some of my friends kept asking me, Ramon, do you want to live there afterwards? And the first thing I thought about, like, how am I going to get inspired? Because my inspiration came from like a very, like something very multi-layered and like something that I can dissect, for example. But mm-hmm. in Amsterdam, for me, There are no problems to be solved. There are only problems to be... No, there are only solutions to be improved. Ah, okay. Something yeah. like that. So it's 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 not... I'm, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but for me, it's kind of new. And uh, I don't know how I would cope with it. There's nothing broken that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Like, I think they would need me more in Cairo than here. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that would, so afterwards, I guess you go back to Cairo and work there, I don't or know. oh yeah, they're still working it out. Um, so I came here with a mindset that I I really want to be a professor of mm-hmm. design someday. For me to become a professor, I have to do my master's first. I still don't know, like uh, as I told you, I don't know what I want to be specialized in yeah. so far. And I think I will not be able to apply for any masters now because the ones uh, starting in September are already like the deadlines as far as yeah. So maybe I should go back to Cairo, like think about it more, and then apply for a masters. But 
this is the initial thing, I guess, me becoming a professor someday. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so I guess that's the, the ultimate goal then. Kind of, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I really hope so. This is like the thing for me. But um, I want to work a bit more. Like I worked after graduation, but um, I feel like I need to work a bit more. I think, oh, yeah. so I know the feeling like when you need to kind of get that experience that you know there's certain things that you can't learn by yourself. You sort of need to be immersed exactly. in something. What is in the overlap when you say you've got your you know, artistic point of view mm-hmm. and your sort of professional design approach and aesthetic? Is there much of an overlap between the two? Or how does yeah. it? Yeah? Yes. They kind of go together. They. But you've been, I guess, too busy with the internship. Like, you're, are you still uh, writing poetry or taking photos? Or Yes, I take a lot of photos and... Uh, um, I have this project in mind that I'm trying to work on when I have the time. It's something with trees. Mm-hmm. I really like trees. So I take a lot of pictures of trees and uh, leaves and flowers. And what I started with, I don't know if you saw, uh, there's a picture with a poetry piece I put on the website. There's a picture from the back of a person. Yes. Yeah. And then the arm is extending as a tree. I I really like this kind of collage and I want to create a series of trees extending as some part of a human being. So this is the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so far I have the pictures, but I haven't started on combining them. Yeah, I guess it'll, it'll make time. Yes. Sorry, what was the question you were asking? No, I was just wondering, like, um, like the overlap between ah, the two, the and if, like, yes. if one inspires the other, or or vice versa, or if since you've been, if you've been outside of your usual environment, okay, if that's inspired new ideas. So whilst you've been in Amsterdam, you've well, I mean, before you were describing how it is the polar opposite of what you're used to in Cairo in terms mm-hmm. of how the city is organised and how people interact with the space. From the point of view of your art and writing, has that inspired you or has that influenced your approach? Or have you thought, I really look forward to getting back because then I've got these new ideas that I can (laughs) apply back in Cairo that I can't hear? Okay, I always believe that there's something to see. Every city is inspiring in a way. It's just that uh, you have to like know the angle of the city, kind of. For example, I'm taking this uh, chance of me being around all these... uh, all this uh, greenery to take pictures of trees, for example. Mm -hmm. So I'm using it in that way. Like, yeah, I have been concentrated on the internship, but um, I found my, I I find myself most of the time um, thinking about how to uh, go about this series, for example. I feel like sometimes for me to be able to get inspired, I need to uh, look at something that's not related to what I want to think about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how the two uh, fit together. But yeah, so for example, if I'm researching the, the project that I'm working on now is the with, with the Dutch police, we're questioning the idea of safety and security in the future. And sometimes when I'm designing, for example, a website or like trying to do that, I look at collages i don't know why but sometimes the shift uh sparks something like an idea or like a a pattern a design that i use not like not directly but (laughs) 
So this is how it works for me. Like I have to, even when I'm working on a professional thing, for example, like I have to go back uh, to this artistic uh, approach or, or like artistic inspiration for me to be able to carry on with a professional thing. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it's for me like this is how this is how my process goes i think i've heard similar things where you like when one part of your brain is occupied mm. you're freeing up the other part oh yeah i guess yeah i think uh, i know something like that but yeah i don't know how you apply it like i remember yeah. hearing um you do it unconsciously yeah and i think i guess if you can find out how your brain does that then you can apply it like i remember i think reading an interview with david byrne once for him, like for thinking of lyrics and things like that, if he goes for a drive, I guess your conscious brain is thinking about, you know, steering, changing mm-hmm. the gears, looking at the other traffic, and then the other part of your brain can then wander and then think of other things. Yes. Yeah, and maybe it's a similar, a similar situation where yeah. rather than concentrating on the technical stuff, you've got to let it happen in the background of your mind. Yeah. And then so by looking at, yeah, collage or something else, your attention is focused on that. But then, yeah, the other thing starts coming in when it's when it's ready. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I guess this is an explanation for it. <laughs> so. I, mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's. You know, <laughs> I guess if it, if it works, then it doesn't really matter. Yes, exactly. I hope the rest of your work in Amsterdam goes well, and that you I kind of so. that you you reach your goal of becoming a, a design professor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was lovely talking to you. So. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Lama Ahmed. As with each episode, I've included links to her work in the podcast description, making it possible to learn more about her artistic practice. This week is also Berlin Art Week, officially starting on Wednesday the 11th of September and continuing until Sunday the 15th. However, there were already many openings which took place throughout Berlin last Friday, as well as many more in the lead-up and parallel to the official program. September the 15th will also mark six years since we opened Java Studio back in 2013. There will be more news announced soon, But in the meantime, please follow us on social media, support the podcast on Patreon, and don't hesitate to leave a comment or send us your feedback. Thanks once again for listening. My name is Michael Dooney, and you've been listening to Subtext and Discourse.